Welcome back to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You, a weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. I'm Jessica Pfeiffer, and as always, I'm joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey, Dr. Ken. Hey, Jessica. What you doing? Oh, well, I'm thinking about, uh, have you ever had a kid who got in the car after football and smelled horrible? Did you talk to my mother? I told, <laughs> I told, well, she's been gone for a while. Uh, yes. Yes. I think I have. Is uh, <laughs> that ever happened to you? Yes. So when my kid, my son was in middle school, we had a, a football pickup rotation. And I remember to this day, and that was a lot of years ago, that it was Fridays because I had to air my car out almost the entire weekend after those boys were in my car. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, it was terrible. No, it was terrible. They would get in after football. A lot of them had not washed their football uniforms or training uniforms. There's all week the problem. Long. That's right. A lot of them were neglecting to put on deodorant every day. You know, they weren't consistent with that. Uh, it was, it was a smell that I can't even reproduce if I wanted to. Yes. So today, yes. So today we're going to talk about teens and hygiene, right? There, there are a lot of issues with hygiene and teenagers and some kids are great about it. Some kids, they're just naturally inclined to care about the way that they look and the way that they smell around other people. And then other kids just seem to be oblivious and I don't understand it. And not always boys, because I think we're about to head into a prejudice that it's only boys and it's not only boys, but it's, it's not only it's a lot of times boys. Yes. Well, and their bodies are changing. So I think they're, that's right. They're learning some new things, new habits that they haven't had before. Maybe they could get away with an every other day shower, but now that they're playing football or running yeah. track, there's no way. That's so right. let's talk about, you know, what if your kid isn't keen on teeth brushing or showering or washing their clothes regularly? Uh, how do you handle that situation? I think, you you know, like so many things we talk about, I think the first thing you do is to step back and try to assess why, because just to uh, it's it's a kind of a bad habit of some parents that my kid isn't doing blank. So I need to make my kid do blank, teach them, cajole them, nag them, remind them. That's not really a good idea at any point. But especially with adolescents, the reason that your six year old doesn't doesn't ever want to take a bath or ever, you know, is not the same as a 16 year old that never wants to take a shower. So you first want to think about, well, what is this from? Um, And the general examples I've had, there was always number one, the kind of ADD kid that's impulsive and forgetful and just doesn't want to bother and tends to let it go far longer than they intended to or whatever. They really, it is possible, especially teeth brushing to kind of just not think about it and it can build up for a long period of time. Um, the hard thing is that remember teenagers, no matter what the reason for it is, do not like to be reminded. You may say, well, my five-year-old doesn't like it either. Not like a teenager. And so you got to be careful with that. So if it's impulsivity, then, you know, you want to think about, uh, how am I going to, uh, intervene with that? Another kind of lack of hygiene comes from real, actually depression, just a general, this is particularly true of a teenager that used to actually be more hygienic and cleaner and has gone down. And that can be a a part of severe depression that kind of doesn't care about anything, what I'm wearing, how I look, whether I'm healthy, all those things. And that's not the same as the kind of impulsive and forgetful kid. 
And then the third category that I've told you before is new or new-ish, certainly since COVID. There was always a subcategory of kids, and now it's larger, that are kind of uh, lacking in hygiene because they don't really have a good awareness of the social reality of their need to um, look decent and smell decent. I know that for me, I went from, you know, not in like, I don't think I cared much about showering or whatever to, I, there was a significant period of my adolescence and young adulthood. I took two, count them, two showers a day. Uh, and I'm pretty sure girls had a lot to do with that. Just the awareness <laughs> of how does this come across was a pretty big deal to me. So the first thing is to establish, is this a kind of continued forgetfulness and oversight? Is this depression actually a part of a much bigger emotional thing? Or is this actually an isolation um, kind of, they're just not getting the social need for this. Does that make sense? Yes. They seem oblivious to their social, right. the social cues. But, you know, all of us could remember being back in grade school or middle school or high school and thinking that kid next to me smells, you know, yes. and you would not want to sit next to certain people or you would think that that person has not washed their clothes in a really long time. And That's sometimes right. it's poverty and other things, other factors. I look back and I see so much more with adult eyes than I did with you know, immature yeah. oh, that's teenager so eyes. But, um, you know, just thinking through some of these kids just really had an obliviousness to right. what was going on around them socially. So the, the thing then is that to establish, okay, then what do I do? And you have to remember, as any feeding them out, the parent should know ad nauseum, is that the, uh, the decision that, you know what, no matter what their age, if they're not being basically hygienic, you have to, quote, make them. That's our whole point, uh, you know, in the book under uh, limit setting, I have four rules of disciplining adolescents. And rule number one is you can't make a teenager do anything. So even the thought of of um, should we pull back out the chart and, uh, you know, make them, you know, check their toothbrush and all that kind of stuff. You can. It's incredibly ineffective and it creates such a side effect of resentment toward you and not focus more on the topic you're trying to get them to see that it is not worth it. So you don't go back to quote, making them do that uh, because it's ineffective. So that means secondly, I think it really requires a significant shift in how you communicate about that. And communication uh, should start with, look, you're too old for me to be making you brush your teeth, but, did you, you're not brushing your teeth, are you, dude? You know, I, I can just tell, I don't think, or are you about to leave like that? Are you not even, you're too old for me to make you, but I'm really concerned about this. That part, I think you should, if it's bad, you should give yourself permission to be a little bit naggy, like fairly regular. But I think it's, there's a big difference between regularly saying, you get back up there and you get, and you brush those teeth versus regularly saying, I hate to say this because at your age, I can't believe I'm still saying this, but I'm really, I'm really worried about this. That's a kind of nagging that's closer to the respect that you would have if this were an adult friend of yours, that you, you know, you own it. I remember advice giving, you talk about yourself. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if you're ever hoping to get a date, buddy, but that's not going to work. You really actually have a smell, um, you know, and so it's, it's worrying me. That that's not the same thing, you know, what I mean, as stepping back and making them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
makes a lot of sense. Well, it's easy to, as a parent to, uh, slip right back into that. Let me check your toothbrush thing. But I do remember doing that with my young kids and, uh, they would wet their toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even with children, they're just, it's like, they would find ways to, to, uh, like just, to not do what they want. It's almost easier to... just to brush. What are you doing? But even yeah. that, but remember teenagers do it for different reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. and so it can be truly patronizing and feel disrespectful and a parent's attitude of, well, I don't care about that because this is important is not effective because it is important to them. So you have to find a way to still communicate adult respect, but, you know, but one that regularly is not letting this go. And the mm -hmm. thing to really let go of is that, that feeling of, well, what kind of a parent am, am I that I'm not making them do this? Well, remind yourself, this is an adult. You don't make them do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree. And I think that um, I like your, uh, I like your comments about advice giving on this situation, because I think sometimes, especially if you're, your uh, teenager is either depressed or in that isolated category. You may be the only person that's weighing in on this topic. Oh, they don't point. understand why they don't have friends or why people are avoiding them. Uh, and you might be the only person saying, hey, you got to do something about this. It's really that's I a very good it. point, especially true for the depressed and socially isolated kid. You know, they may not uh, they may have some awareness that this isn't going OK. And having someone that um shows them enough respect to be able to talk about it without them thinking you're nagging me can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Now, I should say in extreme circumstances, I remember having, I've had more than one parent say, look, um, we were told that if you don't brush your teeth every day, then these braces, they're going to leave marks on your teeth. And so um, the next time we go to your orthodontist, I need to talk, you and me are going to talk to him about, um, you know, is it better to just take these off because I don't think you're taking care of them? You know, you can do something like that or, or, or even say, I'm not going to keep paying for, um, you know, for this kind of dental work if you're still, again, you know, it's so hard to think about that because what are you going to do? Literally not take them to the dentist ever again? Make sure it's a move you'd really do. But, mm -hmm. you know, when I say you can't make a teenager do anything, that's, that's the prelude to you're a judge, not a policeman. In other words, you don't make yourself do it, but Again, it's hard to think of creative ways, but where their lack of hygiene affects you, then it's reasonable to make sure that falls on them. Like I say, in some cases, that's been braces that were taken off early, uh, extreme cases, um, um, you know, whatever is 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 necessary so that you're not helping them with the consequences of this. But it's, you know, it's still not the same as for forgetting that you you. You, the a method of making them do it is just incredibly ineffective. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, as we began this conversation, I really thought we'd focus in a little bit more on younger kids, younger teenagers who just are oblivious, right? They just don't know their bodies are changing. They don't have uh, a real awareness of, of how that affects their, you know, habits and the things that they need to right, take care of. Right. But, but I do agree that it, it affects older teenagers too. And as they're headed off into the world, you're, the, you're thinking this has actually some pretty big consequences. If you go and try and get a job and you smell terrible or your clothes look stained and they need to be washed and everything else that you haven't taken care of that, you know, one's going to hire you. That's you a know? great example. That, and that's a great example that could either be a speech that is not listened to or advice giving that, you know, you start with 
look, I, I, I know this is your business and not mine. And I don't want to, you're not the same as me, but you know, if for someone like me, if you're looking for a job and then you say that, and then you finish with, but you know, I, I don't know everything. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. That's more effective than the upset speech of look, you're never going to be, you're never going to get a job. If you, again, closed off speed, uh, cold, closed off ears. They don't not going to hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, and this topic can be one that's incredibly embarrassing, right? That, True. you know, either they're, they're not aware of themselves and they didn't notice that they smelled or that things had gone that far, or, you know, it's just another thing that mom's going to harp on me about. She doesn't know anything. So it can be, it can be kind of humiliating to have that conversation. And we need to treat that with some sensitivity, right? And not it's just true. be harsh. But you know, if, it, it, so. if it's really bad, you know, so your ADD type kid is probably going to do okay. And then with weird lapses, uh, you know, at, at times that'll surprise you, your depressed kid will probably go from used to be better than this. And now is in a lower realm than I've ever been. And your socially isolated kid is one that has to be continually reminded about the effect they have on others. If it's so bad though, that you're regularly, you know, have a kid that smells and whatever there's again, the main issue isn't how do I get them to take a shower? It is something serious is going on here. Um, And usually it's depression. And if not that there's something severely wrong with their social awareness. Cause like I say, I, I can remember being quite hygienic and I'm pretty (laughs) sure it had everything to do with girls or just not to be chuckled at by my older brother. I just, you know, I was very aware of how this looked to everybody else. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's very true. I think it's important that our, uh, that our parents see that if it's, this is a long-term problem, then this, there's more to it and you need to get it checked out. You know, this is not a minor issue uh, if, if it doesn't get resolved fairly quickly. So They should be caring. Yeah, I appreciate you, Dr. Ken. And thank you so much for our conversation about hygiene today. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com. If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind leaving us a review? This is how others find our podcast.